Welcome to Crossing Darkness, a podcast about gaming that normally focuses on the world of darkness. Today, however, we'll be talking about one of my favorite video games, EVE Online. Uh, we broadcast over Twitch and are open to answering questions during the show. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout, and today we have a very special guest, uh, Mickey Hess. Uh, Mickey, how are these uh, Dark Knights treating you? Oh, sorry, wrong push to talk button. <laughs> uh, Dark Knights. Uh, I don't get. I don't get the reference. Oh, just that uh, you know, it's been been in some crazy, crazy times in the last year for everybody. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they've been all right. They've been all right. Cool. Yeah. Um. So, how um long have you been playing Eve? Uh, six years on and off. Awesome. So um, you when you kind of jumped into Eve, uh, how did you kind of start getting involved with it? Uh, so I started out, uh, I was actually a high sec miner when I started. I was definitely an orca pilot with two Hulk alts. And I did that for a long time. Some spouts out here in Nullsec every so often. This is my longest spout in Nullsec. I've also been with a uh, tactical narcotics team and... Um, at one point, I was in a corp that was renting from Test, and that was a terrible experience. They're not good landlords. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, can you explain a little bit about uh, what you kind of do in EVE right now? Right now, I'm on the management team of uh, my corporation. Oh, sorry. I just got a Discord message. Yeah, so it's some, I'm on the management team of my uh, corporation out in Elsecper in Solaris Catonium. Yeah, I can't pronounce that. Uh, we're, for the most part, in Indie Corp, though. I'm kind of an outlier. I like to PvP, too. And I'm also an Alliance FC for, for Slice. So, if any of you have ever roamed out to uh, Ethereum Reach, uh, you may or may not have been the victim of a procure bait resulting in 100 materials dropping on you. <laughs> Yeah, definitely um, uh, a lot of fun out there. So Eve Online is like a space uh, opera kind of, uh, you know, open world um, PvP type kind of game. So focuses a lot on like um, ship to ship kind of combat. So you do you do some um, fleet FCing. So you take out fleets of people and go out and smash other fleets of people or individuals. Um, and you live out in your own space where you guys actually own your own space, correct? Yeah, so Ethereum Reap's out in the west... No, east of Nullsec. It's in the east of Nullsec. Um, closest to Nullsec to us would be the Forge. Uh, you might know Ethereum Reach from the famous uh, Poly Gate Camp in the Nullsec side in LXQ2. Yeah, yep, definitely. So, and there's a some crazy stuff that's going on in Nullsec right now. So are you you're participating in in the war that's currently going on? Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was on a Sodio that died today. Uh, goons lost. Yeah. So tell me what what's some of the stuff that's kind of going on. Uh, what what's it like being in like a huge war that's going on in Eve? And have you participated in any other wars? So this is my first big Nullsec war. Uh, but it's just a lot of structure grinding. And it's a lot of uh, solve grinding, which I guess is not near as bad as it was back when you had to grind through moon poco or posses. But you just, you know, it's just, you know, thousands of structures. Athenorals on every moon. They probably had 100 Sodios, 30 Keepstars plus. Yeah, I, don't, I would say that it's, it's, it's almost worse than back in the posses days i um you know because I, i've participated in um some of the great wars back in the day um in the around like 2006 2007 um when posses were still a thing where you had to like grind down posses but this allows you to still you know take space um and kind of own it but there's still a bunch of structures that are still going to be there that you have to that you have to take down and that they can use as refuge and they're way harder to take down than posses. 
Yeah, because of you know the multi-day reinforcement timers, and they are keeping them fueled with some kind of module running. Ethanol's especially are annoying because you only have to have the, the the drill in there with the fuel. You don't actually have to turn the drill on for the structure to stay online. Oh, so wow. yeah, I learned that out when I from my own Athenor when it didn't go low power after I forgot to refire it. <laughs> so every so often it gets capped off with something worth it like today the sodio we killed it dropped the whole nix oh wow yeah yeah that that's uh so you got you guys got somebody in there to come in you know jump out of their ship and and jump into that one or or get an ult to yeah. come out yeah nc dot did it yeah nc dot they kind of hell i i got a little close in my little whoring stealth bomber but uh and they fired a warning shot across my bow for sure. To go the fuck away. It was definitely NC Dot Super. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah, it's it's interesting when you're working with other alliances, um, you know, during a war that you're so are you are you fully blue um with them or was it uh is how how do you guys kinda navigate that kind of uh um, alliance coalition that you guys have right now is we're pretty uh so the only ones that it's a blue troll situation like we jumped to the bed to fight the goons would be legacy so test and brave we're bob we're obviously part of pan fam and we're pretty cool with horde I've, I've fc'd alongside um did i say horde winter co so you know nc dot and fraternity and those guys that live north of us in the spire and owasa and such so, but I've been, you know, I've definitely been in comms where the FC has to give commands in three different languages over with fraternity, for instance. So we're, we're pretty cool with NC Dot. They just have pretty strict looting rules. And obviously it's a super. So. Yeah. Yep. You know, that's, it's, it's a high stakes kind of thing that, uh, that you, you don't want to, you, you don't want to let it just anybody jump into that super yeah no. yeah so do you have any uh like major memorable moments of uh things that you've kind of done in eve so i was at I keep on pushing my team speak push talk button but i was at uh i was at the uh boson trap battle that was pretty impressive to watch and then equally impressive when it failed Sure. You want to give a, give us a little example of, uh, or you know, what kind of what happened in that? So YZ nine, I think it was YZ nine. Could have been AQT. Uh, we were fighting over a Fortisar um, armor timer. Now, it's very important to know that whenever you're fighting over t structured timers in Eve, the armor timer is generally the one that's heavily contested. The shield timer, you don't know what's coming, and the structured timer is a big risk because if you think it's gonna die you can no longer tether back up and get back safe. You're just dead. You're just stuck there. And in NullSec, that's a problem because dictors can, the interdictor, the interdictor ships can keep you from leaving. Yeah, so you lose, so, you lose your safe haven that, uh, you know, that you've, you've been sitting on this entire time. So if you, if you lose the, the structure and you can't win the fight, you're, you're in a big, big trouble. Mm-hmm, exactly. And goons, uh, for instance, they revealed to a lot of people back during the Fountain campaign that Dictors can immediately tether back up after popping a bubble. We found that out when we were attacking the Ytac 2 Keepstar. Um, so, anyways, so it very, this fight very quickly escalated to where the Fortizard note was no longer the objective. The enemy super fleet was because they dropped supers. We dropped supers and dreads were dropped and carriers and faxes. And it eventually turned into. Uh, the blue pappy, which is the combined forces of Panfam and NC Dot and Test and everybody, basically slapping their dick on the table, saying, "Here's a hundred supers." And they were like, "Well, we goons responded with their FC Asher, who was a very good FC. I don't like him very much, but he is a very good FC." Apparently, they had been working on a tactic called the Boson Trap on the test server uh, Serenity for a long time. Uh, so a boson is an area effect weapon on a titan. It's basically a massive shotgun. And so Pappy had this very bad habit of warp 
jumping all their supers into one spot. Now, not only did it leave them vulnerable to this, it also has the bad habit of bouncing titans off in a random direction and getting them killed. So, what way they did it is that they had bookmarks all over the grid, and they had titans pre-logged off. Um, so, the supers landed. The Or rather, the sign went up. We were in heavy tie-dye. The supers were not there yet. And so, the titans logged in. They warped to grid. They lit their bosons. Now, what we didn't know is that the time dilation broke the boson at the time. So what would have resulted in 60-plus dead supers resulted in 16 dead titans instead after Pappy responded by dropping 100 titans. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was basically like there was this, uh, you know, you know, trap that was set up and it worked. However, the universe kind of denied that action and said, nope, that didn't happen. And, and in, in, in return, the trapped uh, the trappers became trapped. So, and then another situation in the battle that the server also broke under the stress is that the um, the point defense system of the Fortnite was not properly working all the time. And so interdiction bubbles were not always being killed by the PDS as they should have been. And so not as many goon capitals were able to get safe as maybe if the server were doing its thing properly. Yeah, there's been a lot of a lot of issues lately with the server, and uh, it's it's um, you know understandable to a certain degree. I think um, with the the massive amount of players that are involved in these kind of actions. I mean, when you're in the thousands of people that are you know firing guns at each other and doing area effect weapons and um, you know launching fighters out of giant carriers. Um, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot for the the server to kind of to kind of handle. Were you involved in the recent uh, super you know fight that was happening in M two where everything crashed? Yeah, I actually had my own fleet there. Uh, I was there trying to cover the uh, friendly Titan ball. We killed many many fighter bombers. We also had a uh, a jackdaw fleet warp in on us. I had a fleet of Feroxes. So we had a jacked off fleet warp in on us. And they, um, so the tide was so bad that uh, after we started targeting the jackdaws, they started running. Uh, our damage wasn't actually applying and killing them until they were about 200 kilometers away. So, and then after they ran off, we had a zealot fleet aligned to us. And so we left. But, um, so I actually had my own carrier squadron that I, was, that I had dropped in and had on the Fortazar and was going to warp in to help. But uh, I got in con- one of the Horde FCs got t- got in contact with me and was like, "Look, just get the fuck out. We're running. This goons have been pre-stationed in there with their supers out for five hours. Three full fleets of supers just pissing the server off all day." Yeah. So what? Uh, so as somebody that was involved directly in you know in that kind of situation. What you know? How are your kind of feelings on on that? Is that something that you kind of you know gone into this? Did you guys kind of expect this to happen, or was this something that kind of took you guys by surprise? Kind of ruined the whole the whole day. Um, um it was expected. I showed up with my fleet probably forty five minutes ahead of action time because I wanted to actually be able to load system, and it even spent got so bad that I spent a significant amount of that battle with my uh, screen firmly locked into an Erebus's behind. But uh, it was, I, from my perspective, it was a bad decision. But I wasn't in the room where they were deciding, you know, whether or not to undock the Titans or the Super. It's easy for us to say, you know, you should have done it. Oh yeah, with hindsight, uh, it's real easy. Um, and even just I don't when know. you're, you know, armchairing in the moment type stuff. Um, I don't know what information they had, but if you ask me, the system, the node that the system was on was already at ten percent time dilation before they ever went in. So if you ask me, they should have never, they should have just let that timer go, and re-rolled it for another time. You can always reinforce the shields again. 
Yeah, I was I was really surprised that the battle happened. Um, I was uh, I was neutral, like observer. I kind of came in with a uh, a fighter and just kind of watched what was uh, or a cloaker and just kind of watched what was going on. Um, and it was uh, really I was really surprised when all of a sudden the action really started taking off and you know people started jumping in all of their supers and all of their titans. Um, and then, you know, everything just exploded, <laughs> you know, the whole anybody that was, you know, on grid or in the game or in system um, at that time, you know, kind of you, you could get by. Um, but yeah, anybody coming in, there was it was no way that you were going to get into that system um, properly. And there's a, right. there were a lot of stuff going on with like ghost titans and stuff like that. Um, do you know of anything that happened? Are you are you familiar with anything about these ghost titans that were appearing? So I'm in the I'm in the horde and the DEF discords on top of my own alliances, and uh, apparently a lot of those titan pilots, um, it's like the server rolled them back or something a few minutes, because they you know got killed. Their kill mail popped up with no modules. Their pod popped up with no implants. Um, their skills also did not load into the server correctly, so their titans were not loading in with their skills affecting it, so you know there was zero tank involved. Um, and then they all loaded back into the Keepstar with their titans in their hangar. Sitting in their titan. And the, the corpse was left on field as well, from my understanding. Yeah. And so those just, corpses were like unlockable, just you know, ghost titans. People, I would have loved to see uh, drift. I would have loved to see drifters uh, spawn in there to see what they would do to it. But um, <laughs> uh, now that only applied to people who didn't load in properly. There were a lot of titans and supers who did load in properly, and they died. And you can't CC please in this situation. They have a long-standing policy mm -hmm. that you know. You know what it is. You know what tie-dye is. You fully agree to the fact that you might get fucked by it when you go in. Yeah, yeah. CCP's not gonna not gonna reimburse those. Um, you know that. You know when you bring up the drifters, though, it kind of reminds me. Were you involved in, or did you do anything during the blackout period of Eve Online? And what, what were your thoughts on that? So that was actually that was actually during one of my breaks from Eve. Okay. Blackout. Yeah. Um, so just to give you like a little frame of reference for everybody, uh, the bl uh, blackout period in EVE Online is when they turned the local chat off. Uh, well, made it so that people didn't automatically appear in it if you came into the local solar system. And it made it uh, so it was, you know, people could kind of get around um, low sec with bigger fleets and, and do stuff and hide inside of systems. Um, and they have this implemented out in wormhole space. Um, it's something that, you know, has, has been in the game for a while, but, um, they tried it out in 0, 0.0 and it basically, you know, I don't know if they were thinking that it was going to be a permanent thing or not. Um, I think they were testing the waters with that. Um, but they ended up, uh, you know, it ended up being one of these pretty big failed experiments in general for the game, but I always find it interesting what different people's perspectives were on it. Um, cause I mean, I, if you go and Go look at the MERs from those times, though. It's not good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people were not out in space during that time period. Uh, so if you post ESS patch, and for those of you that don't play EVE, ESS is called the counter-surveillance system, and they'll suck whenever you're at. Uh, there used to be a little deployable structure you put out in space, and it could be shot and blown up, and a lot of people would go put them in a rat site and hit all the triggers and make it very hard to get to them. Uh, Drone Lance has a very nasty one where there's uh, new towers in it, which is where we would put ours and hit all the triggers. Uh, but now they've made it a permanent fixture, to where now your money, a portion of your money, automatically goes into it, and then it pays it out to you at the end of what was a three-hour period is now a two-hour period, and it takes and that money can be stolen. It takes six and a half minutes to steal it to give time for a response. And there's some good ESS fights. Yeah, I've been I've been hearing about this. Um, so I haven't been out in Nullsec since those changes went into effect, or um, you know. But I, I 
I, currently I'm living in Losec doing some pirating um, where, you know, a lot of just solo pirating, but me and my buddies have been thinking about getting together and going out and raiding um, these ESSs. Um, so have you have you done uh, any raiding or or have you primarily just been doing defensive type stuff? I've done both. I've gone out and I've raided tissues over in um the tribute area. But it's cool. It's cool. There's some interesting betas around it. The 100MN battleships, especially. And the 100MN phantasm. Because they're bonused, right? So can you explain to to the audience like the kind of idea of what um what kind of um, actions you have to kind of take in order to, to pull off this theft. So the ESS has a gate ahead of it that you have to take, and the gate only allows ships of a cruiser to battleship in their variants. So no capitals, no destroyers, no frigates. Oh, wow. We found out that, inc we found out that includes procures, by the way. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh... So you take the gate, and it, there's a 75-kilometer bubble in there. It's basically a hick bubble, more or less. Uh, MWDs don't work. You can't warp. You can't cloak. Some uh, MWD is a pro mod, a propulsion module, micro warp drive. Makes you go fast at the expense of your ship showing up larger on targeting sensors, none of your sig radi signature radius. So you can use the alternative to that, which is an afterburner. Which makes you go slower, but doesn't have quite the sig radius uh, effects. Um, so, though they only work, and the reason the Nightmare Battleship and the Phantasm Cruiser work so well is A, the Phantasm is one of the only cruisers that can actually manage to fit a battleship sized afterburner in it. And B, both ships have bonuses to afterburner speed. Yep. So, alternatively, if they do get caught outside of the bubble, um, they can't be turned off by a warp scrambler, right? They can still keep going, which is why I have a Hugin. But, um, so the general idea is that there's a little beacon right in the middle. You got to link up to it. You got to sit there within, like, I think it's like 2,500 or 3,000 meters for six and a half minutes. And then it'll give you it in the form of bonds minus 30% of the value in the ESS. And those bonds can be turned into a Concord station to NPC uh, buy orders for, you know, money. Okay. Okay, interesting. So it's not a direct right into your wallet. It's uh, still something that's lootable after after you put it, uh, after you get it. And so you can get blown up and lose that. Um... So the other interesting tactic is, well, in tribute, I could just dip down at a high second. There's a few Concord stations there. But if you're not in that situation, say you're in Delve or you're up in Kalevala Expanse or you're in Outer Rain, you know, something way out there, right? Uh, you can still deposit them into a structure that you don't have access to by using the, you know, the little deposit button. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then just asset safety it back home. Okay, yep. So you take a little bit of a hit on the asset safety, but, uh, you know, gets it there 100% safe to low sec. Yeah. So, like, if you did it there in Reach, it would take you to Pala, which is not only you had to deal with us and Horde and everybody else that has a damn jump freighter route through there to Jita, but also Darkseid is set up uh, in there pretty well. They they live in Geminate. I don't know if you ever messed with them, but um, they're Russians, so, you know. Not, not really. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I've, I've been in that area a little bit, um, I think. But, uh, yeah, I haven't directly done anything. You know, probably shot at them. They shot at me, likely, throughout my history. I mean, I was I was solo shooting an unfit Raitaru with a Lashak, and they showed up with 40 Macarials. Ooh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're Eve Russians, you know? <laughs> Yeah, they they come in in force and in in power. Uh, I I always whenever I'm roaming uh, around in Losec looking for a good fight, I'm always wary of the Russians because I know that they're you know they don't like that fight. Yeah, they they're gonna take you down. They're gonna win the fight. That's what they're gonna do. <laughs> yeah. So like today they were they had a dreadnought that they put to put to LXQ. It was a nag, I think it was. He was you know. They were using alts to feed it to make it pop up on kill feeds to make us go do something about it. 
but on the other end of it, it's like a 60-man rail fit Rubik's fleet. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're fun. Yeah, so what are some of the things that, uh, you know, It's it sounds like you've been playing, you know, for five years. What's some of the things that have been keeping you in EVE? What's, uh, you know, how do you kind of view it comparatively to the other, you know, MMORPGs that are out there? Um, and and why why do you keep on playing? So one of the things that actually made me stop during my breaks is uh, being a CEO of a corporation. Um, and I still keep, I still put up with shit, right? I'm an Alliance FC, so you know I, I get a lot of flack for a lot of stuff, especially if things go wrong. But um, you know, as far as the other MMO, I mean, I haven't really played too many of the other ones. But this one, uh, I mean, like I played RuneScape for a while, and it was all right. But this one, I guess the developers just give us such a long leash, you know. You like, the other you like the player agency have. that everything that you know what they allow you to kind of do. Yeah, they they give us a pretty long leash to do what we want, right? Like you know, a lot of games in there. Like take um, take what happened in um, Elite Dangerous recently, which I did play for a while, and that's all right. But it's still very. I think that game, despite it being full release, still has. Could still, there's still an argument made that it's still a work in progress. Mm -hmm. But did you hear about the player slavery thing that they had going on over there? I feel like I, you know, now that you say that, is it was that like a year or so ago, um, maybe two years back, or was is that something that just recently happened? I saw it in both PC Gamer and IGN like maybe a month or two ago. Oh, interesting. So maybe I didn't hear about this at all. What these guys were doing is that they were getting new players and they were getting them to fit ships in such a way that they could not jump to another system without the help of a fleet carrier. This and then they were giving them look they're saying, Look, we got we know where this really valuable resource is, we'll take you to it and we'll buy it off you. So they have the carrier have the player doctor their fleet carrier, they jump them to another system. That was so far away that only a fleet carrier could really get there, or something else with a really long warp range. Mm -hmm. They're saying, "Look, mine this, but we're only going to buy it from you at sixty percent of value." Now I'm going to take it over here and make a fortune off of it while doing nothing. And then these new players actually couldn't leave the system; they had to stay there and hope somebody else would come along and save them. Now, in Elite Dangerous, that's actually against the rules, more or less. Right. Oh yeah. But in, yep. but in Eve, I'm pretty sure CCP would just shrug their shoulders. I mean, I don't condone what they did, but CCP gives us a really long. I mean, there's people selling two billion as cormorants in T5Z right now, just trying to scam people. So I saw I, a contract up for twenty billion s for a destroyer. So I think I heard about this actually uh, happening in Eve. Is what I was mixing it up with at least a, a year or two ago. Uh, something I didn't like hear about that. that. Um, where it wasn't, you know, it's not exactly the same because I think the mechanics that the, those people were using were utilizing was entrapping the people um, and ensuring that they they can't leave that system at all. Where in Eve Online, you know, it, you're always able to just jump out and, and pod yourself in order to get somewhere if you really want. Um, yeah. And so, you know, there's a little bit, you know, I would say that CCP gives us better travel mechanics in, in this game. But the the concept was still there, that what they did is that they brought the, they bring in all these new players as miners, and they would end up, um, you know, being like, okay, we're just going to have you do all this mining for us and then we'll buy all of your stuff off of you know all this minerals buy back on you um you know at a good what they're saying is a really great rate and then you know it turns out that that's at a, a extremely r low rate and just using the newbiness of people in order to to be like well you know because you don't know what the value of what you're doing is does it, it's not my fault and they you know i'm from my understanding, I don't think they got in any trouble with CCP or anything, but there was player backlash on that, uh, you know, when it was 
discovered that on the forums and stuff like that. And so people, you know, were doing their own, you know, almost role play of like, let's, let's get these slaves out of, <laughs> out of slavery here and, and help them see that this is not what Eve is about. Yeah. And to be fair, a lot of things CCP could say, oh, you could just get yourself out of the situation, right? Yeah, um, I would say majority of, I mean, a, a lot of what Eve is, is don't, you know, they're, CCP's not going to stop you from making really bad mistakes. Um, you know, for example, um, you know, there's the, the concept of the corpse scam, um, where you say, hey, join up with my group. Um, you know, I need you to submit your API here in order to join, which is pretty standard, submitting an API. Oh, um, man, goons are famous for this scam. We'll go on. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, you know, they you you get to check over their, all of their stuff and you see that they're worth, you know, billions of ISK or whatever. And you're like, okay, yep, we're, we'll get you into the corporation. We're processing the paperwork right now. And so this is like one of those things where... In EVE Online, if you're not part of the corporation yet, don't trust the people that you're working with. You know, and, and unless you have a history, you can go throw a brick through their window or whatever. You know, and even then, you can't really trust uh, people to a certain extent. But once you're inside of a corporation, there's a, a certain level of, you know, screwing over somebody inside of the corporation is not is frowned upon in the Eve community and is likely to get your corporation, you know, to lose a lot of members if you just screw people over that are in your own corporation. So what you do yeah. though, is you say, we're going to, we're, we're getting you in. We're, it's, it's processing. It, we're working on it. Um, and just give us a little bit longer, but while we're waiting, why don't you just transfer over all of your stuff to me? I'm going to get it all shipped out to 0.0. .0. And now, you know, once you join, you'll be all set up and ready and you're good to go. And um, so the player transfers over all of his stuff over before he's inside of the corporation. And then they say, oh, yeah, and by the way, your application got denied. Um, we're keeping all of your stuff and thank you. Have a great day. And that is completely legal, um, you know, and, and not against the, the rules in EVE. Um, the other one is like... This especially applies to Nullsec. But to say, all right, you're in. There's just a cooldown on the game, or whatever, whatever they want to say, right? Say, so why don't you go out? So you you say you're a Oracle pilot, right? Why don't you go start jumping your Oracle over here, chock full of your shit? So you say, all right, I'll do that. You start signing over. They help you. They help you out with Sinos. Then on one of them Sinos, there's eight anti-cap dreads waiting on you. Yep. Yep. Yeah, lots of, uh, um, you know, and th there's even trickery that's interesting that's, you know, even a little bit more on a lower scale than that is like inviting people to fleet. Uh, you're you're in a system, you've got your, your fleet here, and you see that there's a Titan sitting on side of a, a keep star that hasn't fleeted up with anybody. So you fleet up with them, and they're like, sure, why not? <laughs> like, I, you know, some that must be a buddy of mine that's fleeting up with me. And they just hit that OK button. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're in my fleet. Good. I'm going to fleet warp you. <laughs> you're going to go for a trip and we're going to blow you up. I did that once to an, to an initiative carrier pilot. <laughs> he's out ratting. I invited him to the fleet. And I guess he's you know, not really paying attention. You know, hit yes or the enter button. I think the enter button hits yes too, right? Yep, so I think so. Enter, if you have to enter for whatever reason, like if you're chatting right when it comes up or whatever, hit enter. But instead, you're in a fleet, and now there's 20 dudes on top of you. Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I was just coming back anyways. He got out of the carrier, and he just left. Have the fucking carrier. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but he waited until it was at like 3% structure. And so me and the other FC were like, stop fucking shooting. Full drones. Stop shooting. But it was just too late. That carrier wound up on the kill board. Yeah. Yep. I I know how that goes when you're you're right at that very edge of um, killing something and um, something happens that makes you not want to kill it. So in your case, it was you know the guy got out, so you could you could take that ship instead of blowing it up. Although you know it's always nice to get a good kill board. Uh, you know, depending on how much of a kill board whore that you are. I'm, I'm a, I I love my kill board, um, even though it's filled with red. 
Um, I do I, too. Oh, the team. <laughs> so I, I don't mind normally when something goes on the kill board when I was, you know, when we could have saved it. I've had that happen to me a couple of times. Um, I did have the one time that I felt really, really bad about it. Um, and, you know, I made sure to, to, to stay honest in throughout all of this. But what ended up happening was um, I was hanging out in, in Hain. I'm sitting in, um, it's this low sex system that's kind of surrounded by high sex systems. Um, and um, if you, if you're in Hain, you can go to high sec and then you're pretty much going to be going to low sec almost right away. Um, if you're, if you're leaving Hain, I'm kind of like sitting around and just putzing around in my hurricane, um, you know, just seeing what's going on. I didn't even have a, a scanner on me to probe down anybody at the time. I had a buddy that would come on and, and do that sometimes. I don't know, even know what I was doing, but I was just putzing around and all of a sudden I see an orca on scan and I'm like, well, what the, f the fuck's an orca doing out here? Hmm. And then I see it's on the gate for Elbin. I'm like, okay, that's, that's, he's just going to high sec, not a problem. So I jump, but I'm like, I'm going to go check this out. So I go warp over, jump into Elbin and, um, see where he goes. And he warps to Perchikaivin or not Perchikaivin to, uh, uh, what the hell is it? It's not Obalu. It's, uh, dang, I should know the system. Anyways, he warps to a low sex system and, uh, to a low sec gate. And I'm like, Oh, I know that's a low sec gate. I'm going to go, you know, check out and see what's going on here. So I warp over land on the gate just as he's landing. Cause he's a little slower than me. And he, um, you know, we are, he pops, he jumps in, I jump in, I start taking him down and killing him and gate guns are killing me. And he matches messages me and he's like, Hey man, like, you know, can you not kill me? Like, what can I pay to not be killed here? And I was like, if you pay me a billion isk, you know, you'll be free. And he's like, no, way, I ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> and that's not what, you know, nothing that this is worth right now. And I was like, okay, well, how about 200 million? And he's like, well, and he's thinking about it. And we're, we're talking, but I'm going down. He's going down. <laughs> and just at the last second, he shoots over the money over to me. And right as I see my wallet flash, he explodes. And I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I'm sorry. Like, here's your money back. He got really mad. He was like, give me that. I can't believe you scabbed me. I was like, actually, I'm going to give you your money back. <laughs> I could keep your money, but I'm going to give you your money back. My intention was not to kill you, but you, like, literally I was dying and I wasn't going to let up pressure on you. Last time somebody did that to me, I was at a jump freighter and I self-destructed. <laughs> <laughs> Was that before you got uh, kill mails for the uh, self-destruct? Yeah. So now you would yeah. just uh, you would just lose any they they wouldn't get anything in the car or well uh, from my understanding a self-destruct still drops loot but you um but nothing down the kill mail. It was a stack of titanium. I oh. think it still shows up on Z kill, but nobody gets a kill mail. I think is how that works. I know that now you get a kill mail. Um, but there's something about loot. Um, I think it's something along the lines of either a self-destruct destroys all the loot or the loot doesn't show up on the kill mail. And I think it just destroys all the loot. If you, I'd have to go back. I'd have to it double was check. A, <laughs> it was just a wrapped container full of titanium. And it wasn't even my titanium. I felt so bad. Oh. But uh, they, they used a Oracle. They used the old uh, fake Creeport player structure. Undocked the Oracle. Had the Oracle coming at me full speed. Bounced me off. Because right, right before it hit me, it sieged up. And off I went. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, That sucks, the, the whole, you know. Well, that's that's what happens when you use free ports to a certain extent. I'm always like, really well, wary of, of free ports whenever I see that. Uh, it's like, well, I should have just used a, an NPC station. Yeah, I mean, but there's yeah. even, it's, it, I mean, I guess it's 99% safe to use an NPC station. So a little, you got to be a little bit better at uh, landing yourself so you don't bounce off at all. But I mean, that was before I was in Slice. So now we just got an, Aust you know, Austria house is everywhere. So yeah, yeah, it's much easier. I, I do have to say, I really like the structure change. So it's, so you came in like five years ago. Um, so you came right in before. right before the structure change. It was really cool. Yeah, I got, I was, I 
one of the first things I did was anchor an Oster house. Yeah, me too. Yeah, as soon as, <laughs> as soon as I could, I was just like, oh, I, I'm going to do that. Like, why not? You know, I want my own station. Um, it did end up, mine ended up, uh, I, I ended up leaving it for a while because it was during the time where you could leave them and they still wouldn't get blown up because um, there wasn't any problems with leaving them, you know, just sitting around. And, and the day that they set it so that you could uh, get stuff out of them, the moment that you blew that you, if you blew them up while they were low power, you could get all the loot that's inside of them. Was the day that mine blew up, there was like nothing inside of it, but <laughs> it was like, Yep, that's uh, I, f I forgot to fuel it that day, and I was like, "crap." Well, that's insane. I think my I think mine died to a war deck spammer. I can't remember. Yeah, they're I mean, you know they're fun though. Kill my horn. <laughs> yeah, you know what Dark Side has done? They've basically put one piece of like nanite pacer trit in like every structure from a wasp to Wicked Creek, and so they get notification. When the structure goes abandoned, and they go and they blow it up and take all the loot, and that's that, how they make their money. That's smart. That's real smart. Because you can still drop it off. Even you can drop stuff off even if you're not blue. Even if you're not blue. Even if you aren't on the ACL or you're on the ACL as banned. Even. Wow, that's interesting. Huh. That's. That gives me a lot of really good ideas for. Um, <laughs> I really. Pirating. I, Really excited because that's one of my favorite activities is doing shit like that in EVE Online. Going and stealing out of ESSs and, you know, going around and, um, you know, pirating and all those kind of activities in EVE Online are some of the things that are really cool. And the idea of being able to know when a structure goes low, you know, goes offline and you can just go in there and get all the loot because there's some ma massive loot drops you can get from that. Oh, um... Did you see on Reddit a uh, big jump freighter heist in F9 Tech FUV in Ethereum Reach by Hardnox? No. So we one of our corps um, did not leave gracefully. The, a plot was uncovered to AWOX the Alliance by turning all of their structures over to Reds. Anyway, so, well, right, Rick, our leader, said, well, you're out. Fuck off. But if you don't want your structures killed, well, we'll pay you a certain fee for it. And they told us no. So, you know, we went and start bashing their structures. Anyways, one of the structures was a Fortisar. So we uh, were bashing it on its final timer. The truck comes along with no communications and just drops a couple dreads on it. Right around that time, a hard knock wormhole opened up. And, uh, you know, they came spewing out with like 40 Lokis. Uh, so we were just shooting with like stealth bombers. And it was just, it was supposed to be super chill. So we're just shooting. So we we just left. You know, we're not gonna fight forty Loki's way out of our time zone. You know. Mm -hmm. So, but the uh, the frat dreads were sieged up and just there. So they died, and then one of the frat guys pops up in local and says, "Hey, there's an abandoned Rattaro in F9. Can we go bash it?" Those hard knocks too. Well, they kill the dreads. They kill the structure, and then they go to F9 and kill the Rattaro. Well, out of the Rattaro drops ten jump freighters. Holy crap. It's out of time zone. I don't have the numbers to fight a 40-man Loki fleet. Because you got to figure some of them's Logi Lokis too. Right? Yep, yep. So, and here's where it gets interesting. Here's where some cloak and dagger comes into play. Uh, they brought some more people in to steal them. And another Sino to get it out. Because the first thing the anti-cap dreads did went over the Sino went up is they killed it because it had no transversal. Mm -hmm. So they got the Sino over to LXQ and they gave it to the mouth of Paula. Like, they got like six or seven of them and had shot the other three or something like that. Anyways, they used a blue alt, a blue to us alt, to steal one of them. I guess it was just a jump freighter pilot somebody had nearby. Anyways, he started piping up in local. And I started taking screenshots of local and of his character. And I found, went and found this kill. I did all this. I went and I shot it over to the Diplos and said, hey, look, this is, just what, this is what just happened. I couldn't do anything about the jump freighters, but we need to look into this. I said, all right, don't worry about the jump freighters. That was unavoidable, and renters are stupid. Because that's who it was. It was a renter corp. Mm -hmm. uh, turns out, Hard Knocks had an alt jump freighter 
corporation in test that they inadvertently let us know about by doing that in test, you know, booted them out the door. Oh. They were using this logistics corp to AWOX test. Oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah, the cloak and dagger type shit in EVE Online is just unreal. Like, the, the whole concept of getting spies into somebody's corporation to beat them. I mean, I'm sure it happens in World of Warcraft or, you know, other MMORPGs to a certain extent, um, you know, where there is PvP. Um, but EVE Online, it's like the lifeblood. Like, it's the whole, like, there's a whole cloak and dagger operation that happens in the background of eve online that is extremely realistic because it's it is real like it's you're you're you have to go and get somebody or you yourself have to get into this corporation get your spy in there you know get up into the ranks and some of the you know most powerful uh or some of the most like damaging um, destructions of corporations and alliances have been from spies. Bob. And, and yeah, just shutting down the alliance. I mean, it happened to Bob and it happened to Goonswarm. Goonswarm had somebody come in and, and push the big red button, which is why they're not Goonswarm anymore. They're the Goonswarm, Fe or Goonswarm Federation now. NC Dot had something similar too, which is why they're NC Dot. I think. When somebody went and just blew up all the soft. Um, I have a few, I, I want to say that NC dot came about after, because there are Bob Revenant to a certain extent. And well, it was either NC or NC dot during that time. Somebody went in and blew up all their solve. I think, I think it was them. Um, yeah, I know, I know that NC took over the concept of Northern coalition because of or the name Northern coalition. I always found it was interesting because then there's the. Um, because I used to belong to the Northern Coalition of, you know, the North before, um, you know, that all got completely wiped out. But yeah, so yeah, definitely, um, you know, just lots of, lots of craziness that can kind of happen in EVE. I always find, I find the player stories to be some of the most exciting things comparatively to, you know, like... If somebody told me their story of what they were doing in, you know, even Star Trek Online or stuff like that, it's basically them just saying, you know, oh, I, I got this cool item or, um, you know, I got this cool thing, you know, I, I might, you know, this story was really cool, um, but, uh, you know, everybody gets to play through it type thing where in EVE Online, um, you know, I've been playing for 15 years, you've been playing for five years, and I'm sure that our experiences are completely different, you know, um, and from the sounds of it, they are very, there are a lot of similarities, but, you know, we've both been out in the low sec and, or in the null sec and stuff like that. Um, you know, we both did mining and high sec and stuff like that. But, you know, in, in general, you have all of these different kind of crazy paths that you can kind of walk down in Eve and each and all of our experiences are going to be very different from each other because there's not this single player storyline that we all have that we all get to play in Eve. We get the tutorial now. Um, I don't know if you've done anything with the new tutorial, but it's a little bit more like it tries to be a single player game for the first like four hours of Eve. And then after that, it's like, yeah, go out there, do whatever the hell you want. And after that, you get smart bumped on your way to Cheetah. <laughs> um, I only say that because it happened. I lost a pod. Oh my god, man! I hate that about low sex sometimes. Is like because it, it's so so easy to have a good, nice, expensive pod and still do PvP in 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 low sec and get the hell out after your ship blows up. But uh, warping to a gate is the most dangerous thing in low sec. Because you can't. oh that's the crazy thing it happened in high sec oh well that's crazy that because you can't smart bomb in high sec I think you can if your red's off if you're red no or at least you used to be able to no maybe I took forgot off where I was at area maybe I forgot where I was at it's possible I mean it's either I've had that happen to me a million times where you you're like I don't know where I am <laughs> like what the hell just happened well, how did I get here I've done, done uh, that a few times where it's like 
Oh, look, there's a coveter. Let me shoot it. Oh, fuck. Concord. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God, man. I actually just recently uh, I was hanging out with some buddies doing some of that that winter stuff that was going on. And we were doing spider tanks in um, we were just going to test it out in high sec real quick and then go out to low sec and start, you know, doing some sites. And I'm remote repping him. And yeah, I I shot him. <laughs> they're like why your drones get after that <laughs> like why is why are you turning red why is concord showing up boom, 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 boom. i'm like oh my god man and i was like why did i and i remember when i was like oh i'm gonna turn i'm gonna turn the the setting for if you shoot somebody in high sec you still get concorded I don't remember why I was doing that. I just was like, I'm just going to leave that setting on or turn it on. I don't know why. But friendly was... fire. <laughs> yeah, friendly, friendly fire. fire. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, why did I do that? <laughs> like, that was so fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, we were so able we've... to make it up pretty quickly. Those, uh, you know, the winter event was fucking tits on money. Um, oh, if you did low so sex over... stuff. That was great. Also, so many overseers effects. Mm-hmm. We've abused that mechanic, and like we found some people that were renting from dark side, but also mining in high sec and giving dark side Veldspar. So we went, we war decked their high sec side, and so we were shooting their war HQ, which was a, a Tatara. Uh, and you know they showed up, they formed, they fought. Uh, so what we did is we brought a few of our renters along not in the, the war deck. But we had them go and fly up and cheap shit and just face plant their fleet. Start bumping shit and cause it a bunch of ruckus. And a few of them took the bait and shot them. Got concorded. Bit fight. Uh yeah. Yeah, always and then and then if you rep a criminal You also get concorded. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. We almost had that happen. I had, like my buddy was like, "Why does it say I'm gonna get concorded?" Or something happened like that. Or it's like, "Why are you red?" I was, I almost got killed too. It's like, yeah, I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. I got a, I got an orca concorded once. No, I had accidental. I know I had accidentally aggressed drones on a wreck that wasn't mine. This is back before. I mean, I think that's still. I think that's still a criminal act. Mm-hmm. I know it, it was. Is. I know yep. it was five years my, ago. My buddy just had that happen to him in the winter event as well. Actually, he was fucking around in the winter event um, with like a um, a drek that he had, and he he was like, "Oh, the site's all spawn or it isn't spawning properly um, because somebody else had been in there." So he shot somebody else's wreck, and it it turned him red. <laughs> he got concorded. <laughs> Anyways, anytime I've joined a new court, they've asked me what I was doing to get an orca killed by the police. It's, uh, doesn't make me look too smart. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing about Eve is that it, it, all, it records your moments of stupidity. <laughs> it gets, gives you a nice little reminder on the kill board. <laughs> I have so many <laughs> stupid deaths on the kill board. Just... So many NPC deaths, so many times that I'm like, oh man, I should really take my API off of Z-Kill. <laughs> you remember when the trigs were real heavy in our space? Like in low sec and high sec and all that. They were being super aggressive. They weren't just in Pochman. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we were coming back from a fleet. We were coming back and our uh, we had a run through a trig system. With, uh, it was a mutant fleet. Anyways, we were fast enough to get it, except for one person, the monitor pilot, the FC. And so he was able to get back to the gate, and he tried to make another go at it. It didn't work out. They had him scrammed, disrupted, webbed, and they were bumping him. And killed his monitor and his snake pod. Oh, ouch. He CC pleased it all back. Oh, really? Yep. I don't think he got the pod back, but he got the monitor. Wow. Monitors are cheap compared to that mid-grade snake pod he was using. 
Yeah, I was about to say that's that's uh that's where the real money was uh, probably. Those pods can be <laughs> super expensive if you set them up properly. Or super stupid if you set them up wrong. I recently yeah. killed Aaron piloted him and he had a mid grade crystal pod. <laughs> just sitting amongst with the just that just that, nothing else. Yeah, it was just mid grade crystals with the oh. omega. Oh, okay. So, okay. So he had all, I thought there was just one mid-grade crystal inside. I was like, well, only one by itself. That's yeah, even crazier. Right. But he had an armor tank and he was also AFK and a Fortizar that we bumped them off of. Oh, well, yeah. So that's, a, that's <laughs> it's a shield pod for your, for your armor ship though. You know, it gives me an extra millisecond of time. You know. well, we potted him back to that system. And he came back to the keyboard, I'm assuming, to the sound of armor or structure warnings. <laughs> yeah. Typed up in local and said, normally I'd say good fight, but just go fuck yourselves now. <laughs> yeah, I've had that a few times where uh, I don't get upset about it, but uh, I've... I, whenever I go AFK, you know, I'm and I'm not docked up, like pretty sure i'm gonna die and I, I do a lot of like uh plexing for faction warfare and stuff um you know or even when i'm not in faction warfare it's what i use to fight stuff so sometimes i'll like sit inside of a plex and it'll like be like a half hour and nobody's come and i'll get bored or whatever and i'll start watching tv or doing something else or just walk away to go you know get a smoke in or something like that and i'll come back and my ship is like i hear and i'm like oh man <laughs> Shit. Your favorite ones are flying around high second and warp by and see a, a pod sitting in an orca wreck. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Well, uh, we are coming up on uh, an hour here, so uh, I think this is a good point to kind of start wrapping it up here. But before we do, I was just wondering yep. if there's any shout outs or any projects that you're currently working on that uh, anything that you you want the public to know about or or any shout outs that you want to give. Uh, nobody I know watches this show and any projects I'm working on are OPSEC. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> awesome well thank you so much uh mickey for showing up here um and uh, i'm just gonna do a couple little shout outs for our show here and then uh we'll just uh wrap it on up so um so just want to give shout outs to some other podcasts that are out there um doing some really great work like twin cities by night midnight express uh muffin or utility muffin labs uh world of dark ages podcast and mage the podcast as well as strength in gaming so check out these different kind of gaming podcasts out there um they're doing really great work uh and much better quality than what i'm doing um if you enjoyed the show uh feel free to go ahead and you know drop us a follow or a like or whatever um you can also catch us you know check us out here on twitch youtube we also are on instagram if you want to check out my cats got a got a bunch of cat pictures on there basically <laughs> and uh we're also on twitter and stuff like that um also don't forget to check out our mage the ascension game techno gate um our actual play that we do on monday nights at 7 p.m central time on twitch at twitch.tv slash golden age stories and remember that's golden spelled g-u-l-d-a-n Awesome. Well, thank you so much, and you guys have a great night.